Sports are plays. Half sports are plays. Half sports are plays. We're making a place, we're talking the game, get you to the days. We're hiding the court, they're dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so tie the laces. All sports, all plays. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome back to He's on Fire podcast. We're, we're all still recovering. Uh, this is a safe space tonight. Everything that happened, we're going to vent about. Um, this could be a two hour long podcast. It could be three hours. I don't really know. We're just going to play it all by ear. There's no agenda. There's no certain talking points other than the stuff that was brought up by Flex and DeAndre Ayton. We're definitely going to get into that. Talk a little bit about the game that happened tonight. Not really much for us to preview as far as the draft is concerned, but you know what? It's it's good to be back here. It's good to see these guys. Looking forward to seeing everybody uh, pop in the comments. Yeah, yeah, we're back to the old intro. Unfortunately, no more, no more playoff intro. That no more Mike Breen. No more Mike <laughs> But we're back, and we're gonna talk through this. So thanks for joining in, you guys. He's on Fire Podcast. trade for Hollywood Brown, you know, the Suns beat the Pelicans and everything seemed to be okay. Man, a few weeks later, (laughs) Suns are out of the playoffs. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out for what, six games because of PED stuff. Uh All the shit that just went down with DeAndre Ayton and, and yeah, man, Oh, Vlogs was right all along. We tried to, we tried to tell him, but you know what? Maybe we should have just listened to Vlogs. We should have just been pissed off and expected this the whole time. Yep. Yep. Energy is down. The eight and feud. We have all this that Ooh. we really need to go go over. Um, Mavericks losing tonight by like 70 points is cool, I guess. But at the same time, holy hell, that should have been us because all of the offense that they ran are things we do. We just got our feet stuck in the mud. Um, But let's start here. Uh, Suns fan Randy, thank you. You've become uh, our, our, our usual. You're just one of the crew now. You're not even like a guest host. You're just one of the fam. <laughs> um, and since you joined first and you're up there, what what uh, what stage of grief are you in right now? Uh, right now, I'm in the bargaining stage. I'm in the stage of like, you know what? Maybe we can fix this. Maybe we can sign DA to a max and maybe we can just get another couple pieces and 
I don't know who Flex was talking about as the superstar that wants to come and I, I you know, know exactly who it is. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking I maybe Bradley Bill, maybe, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But yes, yeah, so I'm in the bargaining stage right now, and then maybe I'll slide over to depression a little bit later on. JJ, what is your uh, what's your stage of grief right now? Obviously, I was really disappointed the night of. It was not what I pictured. It definitely wasn't what anybody pictured. And like, if if you want to talk about frauds, I think that's Dallas. I think they just caught us on a bad uh, on a bad streak. We haven't boom shakalaka cohesive games, uh, and we like we shot ourselves in the foot. Uh, no one wanted to. Uh, push the pressure. Uh, there was faults all across the board. Chris Paul, EA, Booker, literally everybody. And it, it, it was definitely disappointing and stuff. But after a few days was sitting with it, uh, I had, I like, we'll have to get into it later, but I've had a lot of positive thoughts about going forward because in my mind, like, it, like, Randy, I know you're shaking your head right now, but. Remember, this is our only our second year of competitive basketball in a in a ten year span of playoff basketball. We went to the finals one year and we got bounced in the second in an embarrassing loss. Uh, like obviously, running it back wasn't the answer, and I'm excited for the off season and we'll get into some of the logistics of that later. But um, at, yeah, after talking to other Suns fans and uh, you know family members about the whole situation, I'm. A little better and stuff. Obviously, it fucking sucks. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, I'm like I'm just uh, pushing it forward. There's nothing we can do uh, to change the outcome Can't. besides pushing uh, pushing narratives. So. Be, be, yeah, go go ahead, Randy. I I got to bring up somebody in our chat in a minute, and we actually got a, a special guest that's waiting backstage. I'm going to bring him on in a minute, but go go ahead, Randy. What do you got, real quick? Yeah, I just want to know. Can I, I know this is not going to help the situation out or it's not going to ease the pain, but can I get a, I told you so? Like, can I get a, like, I know it's not going to help, but like all this stuff that's coming out with Monty and the beef and him losing the locker room and all this other stuff. Can I get a, like, you know what? Maybe I was on to something a little bit. I want you to hear my side. Cause I have, I have, I have a theory on that as to why. And then we can debate. And then I would, if, if if the debate is settled in your favor, I will more than more than happy to give you the "I told you so" one hundred percent. I'll get. I'll give you a surface level. I told you. I'll do this. You were right to a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then and then one more thing. We we got somebody in in, in the chat that I just hate. I, I hate this man. I am I am not friends with this man. Uh, Freddie Henderson wants to come and join us. He's the, uh, the number one Lakers fan that I know. We know why he wants to come on. He wants to come on and he wants to brag about this and brag about that. But Freddie, you just need to understand one thing. First off, this is a safe space tonight. This is a very safe, warm, comforting Arizona sports space. And, um, y'all don't understand the pain that we go through. You know, what sucks about this the most Freddie is the one time the one time an Arizona sports team legitimately looks like the best team through the season, legitimately, all the way through, title favors, number one seed, yada, 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 all that fun stuff. And we just shit the bed. 
and we don't have any titles to show for it over 56 years. Cardinals are like, what, what are they at? Are they at 108 years, 111 years, JJ? Something on that. No titles. Yeah. Granted, that's through different cities, Chicago, St. Louis, and whatnot. They moved here in 88, 86, something like that. We don't got any titles to prove except for this bad boy right right there, Freddie. And that's what makes it so bad. So you know what? We went through years of not saying shit, no, no BSing. No trash talking because we were awful. And then everybody wants the, – the one season we're good, everybody wants to come at us because of in, other people's injuries. And then we're good the next year. We're even better. And so we start talking trash. And it's like, okay, y'all want to talk trash against us? We're the best team. We're going to go at everybody else, and then we blow it. And it sucks because yeah. we have no championships to, to show for it. Nah, nah, we friends. We're 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 friends. We're friends. Nah. We're friends. It, just 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 it, not over the next hour or so. And I, but a real quick, I want to introduce the one, the only ASAP's VP, President, CEO, all that fun stuff. The one, the only Jay Ness. He, he's he's already bumping son's friend Randy down the second he gets on the stream. Um, Jay Ness, real quick, I really want to get into this DeAndre Eight and Monty stuff, and I want to hear from Randy because this is like the topic now, right? But what level of grief are you at, Jay Ness? Oh, man. Um, you know what's crazy is after game two, after game two of how physical they called the end of game two, I said, I don't, I don't think they're going to let us win. I, I don't, I don't think at this point it's going to come out with us being victorious because of the script. This I'm not saying it was scripted, but because of the script, it was set up for another Chris Paul failure, another 2-0 deficit he lost. And then why not better than Luca with the international connection? We saw Pretty what Giannis boy. was able to what Giannis was able to do um, with that international connection as well. So I kind of had a feeling. Um, That's wild. 20 points would have been okay. 15 points, I still would have cried through everything. Being down 40 points. 46, I think, at one point. Don't say that. Don't say that out loud. Yeah. You didn't, but, have, to, you didn't have to add the extra six. So, but, <laughs> but being down 40 points, I think, is – I would have rather have been at home. I would have rather had not checked into the game. I would have rather had like being down 40 points guys at home in a playoff game. Your fans are playing, paying $300 a seat minimums minimums for the, nosebleeds. For, the mo for the nosebleeds. Those are minimums. And you guys didn't even y'all weren't hungry at all. Like that's the worst part. And then you add in the DeAndre Hopkins, the, the, the information about that. You then you see the the frustration. And I'll I'll be perfectly honest. I, um, I want to say something to our fans. You uh, collectively, we're at, we're horrible right now, guys. Yep, including uh, we, Mercury. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Uh, yeah, shit. That just did you see that last night? Hold on. <laughs> with, with I don't think they, 
<laughs> I don't think you guys understand what I'm saying. I'm calling out our fan base as Suns fans. Y'all are horrible. Period. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Y'all are horrible. And someone needs to say that because the flip-floppiness that I've seen from our fan base from night and day is just despicable. It's despicable. One moment, Coach, a month and a half ago, JJ, we were over here and we were getting argued about how DeAndre Ayton deserved it and he should have been paid and we're tripping. We always do this to our to our players. DeAndre does this. Now they're like, he should have been gone. We messed up. We should have grabbed Luca. We this, this, that. I, the, our fan base, man, I'm disappointed in that. How we go from Suns and Four beating up Denver Nugget fans to – Basically, we're oh, this is where we always are, and gotta, like, come on, guys, come on, come on. There's only hey. one champion every year. Hey, and this is better than anything that we went through in 2020. Let's be real about that. First off, I mean, no sports for five months. That was god awful. But this is this is this is right there. This is right there. Worse, I think to to <sighs> piggyback on that, the the problem I have is that you can. You can talk about Monty's schematics. You can talk about guys doing this or not doing that or whatnot. But but when people are going out and burning jerseys. Yeah, I, that's I've, the part. I've never understood burning jerseys, first off. I've never understood that. Um, and then people are like, le- legitimately, they're not just saying this because they're trying to make a, make a joke or something like that. They're saying, blow it up this team's not good enough booker's not good enough fire Monty. fire james jones it's all because of james jones because he didn't he didn't draft halliburton and it's all but because the same, of the these are the pick. same people coach that two weeks ago were pissed off that mccall didn't win defensive player of the year these are the same people that two three weeks ago were mad that, that booker wasn't in the mvp uh race these are the same mm-hmm. people that were just arguing and screaming and making sure that you know ranting and raving about the uh, coach of the year and this is what I'm saying. Like our fan base, you get, we can't expect greatness out of our team if we can't give greatness to them as ourselves. We can't even we can't even predict or you know think, rely I on our own. I think that is. I mean, you got. I think you got to take into account that that is just Twitter and overreaction central. No and man, fan, you fan, just said fandom it. is. Huh? You just said it. They burn in jerseys. Yeah, fandom comes in a lot of different. The yeah, only time saw, it's okay to burn a jersey is when LeBron pulls his shit and goes to, no, goes to South. That 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 even wasn't acceptable. He did it, and he said he was leaving Cleveland in front of kids, in front and, of kids and, in Akron, and, and, and all that, that money went to charity. Uh, that was before he won the title. JJ. I don't give a yeah. fuck. <laughs> it was for the kids. I feel. I feel like though, with the fan aspect of it. Is like the reason why we see like some of these fair weather fans are like these flippy floppy fans is like you got to take under consideration like the context of the situation. Like the Suns, it wasn't an overnight thing, but it kind of blew up kind of overnight. You see what I'm saying? And so, like, you we got a lot of fans, or yeah. a lot of people that was like, yo, like the Suns, like, and I was like, I've never seen you, or like, I've never, like, we've never, <laughs> where'd you, know you come from? Like, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, everybody's a Suns fan or dusting off their like Dan Marley jerseys or whatever. Then it's just like, okay, I understand why. So that's why when, when it happened, I was like, okay, like, I get it. Just because, like like I said, like, overnight we were in the finals. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? We went from not in the playoffs to in the finals. So some fair weather fans is to be expected, to be honest. So in, and, and in their defense. That, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and you're right because there was three years uh, where we didn't have any Dark. fans to speak of. Dark. 
You know what I mean? There was there was a few of us out there. That, you know, they were searching through the wanna, dust to find us. I want to give a shout out to the most ignorant comment so far. Aiden don't want to play for you guys because he knows it's back to the basement. You guys go boom. First off, he wanted to come here when we had 19 wins. He yeah. wanted to play in Phoenix. Why? Because he played high school there and college. He wanted to. And this leads right in to DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams and everything that blew up. And since this is my goddamn podcast, I'm going to take the front and center on this one first. Here's what I think is going on. Uh, Y'all remember the Jordan documentary, and they talked about how hard it was to play with Jordan because he's just on their ass every practice, right? And then you heard stuff about Kobe. Freddie, you'll, Mm -hmm. you'll know this. You heard you heard stuff about Kobe, and it's it's hard to play for him because they were he was on their ass all the time. They demand you know, greatness. There's, there's clips coming in. It's like, oh, this is how you guys play when I'm gone. Oh, it's real shit turned up in here, and everybody's <laughs> quiet. Phil Jackson's quiet. It's like, no, y'all motherfuckers are gonna learn to play today. Y'all gonna do this and that. No coach is saying anything. It is all Kobe, right? There's been a history with Chris Paul too. He was hard to work with at the Clippers towards the end, right? Um, that's when. Uh, Blake got injured and he wasn't there, went out, and there was all this drama with with Blake and him. Go to Houston. Different with James Harden. James Harden is a different entity altogether, but same kind of thing. Hard to work with. Didn't get along with them. You didn't hear that really in OKC because they were all a bunch of young dudes outside of like Dennis Schroeder, basically, right? So the point I'm getting at is Chris Paul and Book. How much did they ride DeAndre Ayton's ass last year? Over and over and over, right? In my opinion... Chris Paul and Devin Booker have that Kobe MJ gene. Not saying they're as talented. Don't get words twisted. They just have that gene where they demand greatness and they want to practice. And that's all they kind of think about. Hard to work with. They have all the all the X's and O's down. They dotted every single I and crossed all the T's and know what is what. DeAndre Ayton had an article that just came out like two days ago. Worst fucking timing for this article to ever come out. And it said that DeAndre Ayton likes to play video games a lot. And he, that's how he connects with his family across seas, uh, Bahamas, wherever it is. Yeah. Specifically, he said he gets average of two hours of sleep a day. It goes, it goes to 5 a.m., 4 or 5 a.m., gets two hours of sleep a day, and goes to practice. And that's what he's working with. First off, that's no way to treat your body as a professional athlete. Just first off. I understand. Like I didn't even do that when I was 22, 23 years old in college, yo. I didn't stay up till 5 a.m. I stayed up till 3. I stayed up till 2. You know what I'm saying? But I still got at least five or six hours, and I wasn't a professional athlete. So I get it, but I don't get it all at the same time. So now we have Chris Paul and Devin Booker bitching and moaning at this dude and in his ear. You guys saw it on every game. Go do this. Go do that. And they're in his ear, in his ear, in his ear. He got frustrated at the beginning. Remember the beginning of last season, those first six games think about his body language then all right and my personal opinion when Monty says you quit on us i 100 believe in Monty. 100 i don't believe in the 23 year old i don't believe in the 23 year old that did the same thing to the university of arizona wildcats thank god they were the top ranked team and they go to the first uh four games at the battle of atlantis lost every game got bounced in the second round of the of the tournament. And he was supposed to be the number one pick, and they relied on him. Got popped for PEDs. And, and let me, that, let me add so, to that part. 
because before you go from there, I Aiton is that was something we saw in that tournament that I think we've seen here too. And I think throughout the year, this during the season, he's had the games of okay, yeah, I just got done playing um, you know, Valachunas and he frustrated me, but next week I got Sacramento. So we don't get to see that that wave of frustration, so to speak. On the same player, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And let's be perfectly freaking honest here. He had his hands full with Valachunas. Valachunas oh, was whooping ooh. his tail. And he working was him. superly physical against him. And Aiden doesn't like that. Aiden nope. does not like physical players. Anybody and- that plays physical gets Aiden. And and here and and this goes to my next problem. The next problem with Aiden, not only his his work ethic at least questioned right now. We're questioning his work ethic. That can't. That's not debatable. You question if he's not taking care of his body, you can question his work ethic one hundred percent. The next thing I got to look at is his aggressiveness and lack of aggressiveness. How many times <laughs> did I specifically point out, dude could not even post up a De'Aaron Fox. He couldn't post up Draymond Green. He couldn't post up smaller dudes and wouldn't take over. He would get pushed around by you by Valanciunas. He get pushed around in both the Toronto games against those big dudes. Um, uh, Chris Boucher, who's only six foot nine. Boucher and should and not be doing that to him. Mit- Mitchell Robinson would push him around left. Oh, right. what's a guy, uh, a guy that averaged eight and eight? What's the youngster in New York that comes Mitchell off Robinson? The bench for, no, Mitchell the Robinson comes off the bench for Mitchell Robinson. He's kind of swole. He's a younger dude. Oh, he Tom, Tom, was... Thomas, Thomas, no. No. Uh, maybe not Nerlens Noel. Um, no, not, not Obi Toppin. No, not the other Gibson. one. Not He's the young dude. Julius Randle. No. Not Julius. I, I know. He's a light-skinned not... dude. He's Kevin kinda... Knox? No. I don't know. Oh. JJ's on it. JJ's on it. But, yes, he tears Aiton up. He tears him oh. apart. So, so the, the point that I'm trying to get at, and I'm going to pass this around to everybody, the point that I'm trying to get at is I think he doesn't show the passion or drive or however you want to word it for the game of basketball like a Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And at the, end of the, get, at the end of the day, the reason he didn't get the fucking ball passed to him is because he didn't show that same goddamn uh, amount of energy and work ethic that those guys had. Right. So they're going out there, busting their ass, going in, eating right, taking care of their bodies, doing all this shit. And in the game, it's like, no, I'm not going to pass to your ass. Your right. ass wasn't doing anything in practice. You wasn't doing this. You wasn't paying attention to that. I'm not going to do that. That happens in basketball. That happens in football. That oh, shit yeah. happens. Yes, it does. And that's what I think happened. And ultimately, it boiled up to that. That's my personal opinion. I'm speculating. I'm trying to read between the lines. That's all I got. I'm going to put my shit on mute. I'm going to I'm gonna hit this pen. And Randy, all you did was shake your head, and I can't wait to hear your response. <laughs> yeah, so take I, it away, I completely, dude. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Just because I feel like, obviously, coach, and I feel like if you've played basketball, if you've been a part of a team before, then I feel like you're taking away the human aspect of it, of, like, just being with teammates, playing with people that don't give you the ball, or just, like, whatever, whatever. But I just feel like... Yes, I get what you're saying in the the work uh, ethic aspect of it, or he's not doing whatever, or he's not taking care of his body as much as Devin Booker or Chris Paul or whatever the case may be. But do I think that that necessarily correlates to like his production on the floor 
or like what's asked of him because realistically he's the third or fourth option like he's like getting the ball after Mikael Bridges most of the time so it's just like how are you going to sit up here and blame DA like oh DA doesn't do this and he doesn't show effort it's like dog if you're a center and I'm setting screens and grabbing boards and getting bumped around all day long and then you don't reward me and then like you were saying with Valentunas even though yes he was being physical with him but if you go back and watch that series he was beating Valentunas down the court every single time. And Chris Paul didn't feed him not once. You see what I'm saying? And then it's like, then you take a step back and you say, okay, Monty says he wants book. Like these are these are the two guys that are supposed to be shooting first, like Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And if Chris Paul is averaging five, seven turnovers a, a night and D book is right behind him and they're not shooting efficient, it's like, at what point does DeAndre Aiden not have like what at what point does DeAndre Aiden especially and then you're gonna ride me and and then on top of that like you're playing absolutely terrible and then you're gonna ride me and tell me what I'm not doing get out of my face like and I understand DeAndre Aiden's because we've all been a part of a team we all know what it's like when you know what I'm saying it goes to like the finger pointing especially when you start losing and all of this didn't really start happening and this is what I was telling you with the money situation and like how like all this started snowball or like how winning just cured a lot of like strategic stuff that Monty was doing wrong or whatever. But it's just like, I'm not going to listen so, to you telling me you're riding me if if you're playing like ass. Like, like especially if you're hurt or if you're playing whatever. Like, Chris Paul had seven turnovers one night. D-Book was right behind him with five. And then they're shooting like, what, five for 16? It's just like, but you have the audacity to walk up to my face and tell me to go do something? Like, get out of my face. Like, that. what are you I talking about? I completely agree with you, and I think you could also be right, too. Freddie has a point here. Nah, you got to demand it. There were times when Book would be doubled in the corner in this in this Maverick series, and he would pass it out to Aiton on the, on the, uh, at the, at the elbow, at the free throw line elbow, and he would be guarded by, like, Randy Bullock or something like that. And Aiton would just turn and try to pass somewhere. He wouldn't try to do anything either. So when he did get the opportunities, he wasn't taking advantage of them. For example, for example, Randy. There was one play last year. Maybe it would have been this year. You're going to know exactly what it was I'm talking about. Uh, Mikhail always does it on the free throw where they inbound it, and he does the fake pass, and then he drives it in. DeAndre Ayton did that one time, and Book came out post-game, and he was like, I've been trying to get him to do that forever. That's what I want him to do, to do this and do that. And so, and that is kind of like another little hint into the reality where they're trying to tell him to do something, and he doesn't do it. Well, let's also be – Let's let's also take into account DeAndre Aiden started playing basketball late in his life. Um, he didn't start like a lot of these yeah. other guys. Um, you no, know, hey Randy, I know you laugh at this, but no. hear me out. Hear me out. Go ahead. Hear me Go, out. Ahead. Go ahead. So, and 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 this goes along with what he's kind of getting at is that they're showing him other ways to emphasize on his personal talents on what he is good at how many times have we i, I we, we ain't never all been in the same room watched the game but i guarantee that all four of us have repeatedly said watching watching the sons play basketball why does he not turn and dunk the basketball why <laughs> does he not turn and shove it down his throat tradition like no why other. is he falling away from the rim five feet away from the basket. Why is he shooting a hook with someone that's six, eight guarding him? There's been, and we don't have to sit in the same room and watch the game. I know we've all said it. So 
there's things that I don't even have to hear it from Chris Paul or Booker or any Monty Williams or whoever's down there uh, helping him and or, or, or coaching him through practice. I know there's things that they're telling him the next game, don't do this, do this. And he's not doing that. And he's doing this. Now that goes back to what we just read with this article talking about you get two hours of sleep and you play video games. How much film are you watching? How much, how much time are you spending watching the plays that Chris Paul and Monty and Booker are telling you that you did this wrong? You should have done this better. Okay. So I feel like with that being said, though, I feel like it's easy for DeAndre Aiden to be the punching bag at the end of the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? True. I feel like we've been punching. Um, yeah, it's always it's always his fault. And I get what you're saying in the sense of why are you doing this and why are you not dunking the ball? I get that. But let's not sit up here and pretend that playoff DA and regular season DA are two totally different. Whenever we've needed DA to step up, he's never not really been there. Except for against the Mavericks. Except like, for the against the Lakers. Team. Against the Lakers, he stepped up. Against Valanciunas. But he did he, on. guys? But did he? Yes, he was he, he, I don't he, think so. He played well in all of these games. He didn't play bad in Dallas. He, didn't, he had a he bad did game not, seven. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't play didn't bad against the Clippers. Out- no. He didn't yeah. outplay Valanchunas. I don't know if anybody can legitimately say that. He played well. No. He did not outplay. But no, and to Randy, 60, what you're, what, to what you're saying here, I'm not attacking because you're right. It is very easy to beat up on Aiden. It is very easy to beat up on Aiden in these situations. And I'm not trying to attack Aiden. That was just the subject we were on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and do keep. I'm not an Aiden defender. I don't think he's a max. I'm not sitting up here. I'm so don't think that I'm one of the Aiden lovers. Like I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Right. So go right. Ahead. Keeping it real, man. Yeah, and, and 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 keep in mind, man. We're not talking about number thirteen, oh, uh, pick. We're talking about number one overall. We're talking about a franchise changing pick. We're talking about a franchise changing. Don't pick. start with me. Right. That is that is looking for a, a max contract. That's the part that pissed me off. That's the part about this playoff that pissed me off the most. You wanted a max contract. You've been screaming and bitching and moaning and causing all this ruckus. And you ain't step your numbers didn't improve from last year's. You yeah. should have went enormously through this. And in fact, in game seven, when we were down 20, you should you should have said, give me the ball every play. Demanded that shit. Because you want that, you want that money. But how can you say that if like like coach just said? If we have Chris Paul and we have Devin Booker on a team that both think like Kobe and Jordan or like they have that competitiveness where it's like, I want to be the one to put this on our shoulders. Like at the end of the right. day, like it's easy to punch on D.A., but those are the guys that's like, all right, like when we lose, I'm really looking at them. So I feel like why do we always look at what DA? happened with Kobe? Like, why do we never? I mean, they broke up. But why? do we look yeah. at. But I'm just but saying, why? like, why? If the Bulls would have lost, will we look at Pippen? Will we look at some of the other players or are we going to look at Jordan and see what he what did? We go especially look at in that in that aspect, exactly definitely I get what you're saying like you're saying like DA should be like give me the ball but it's like you're gonna take the ball away from Jordan you're gonna take the ball away from Book we're gonna take the ball away from Book but let me want Aiden but let me so, ask you a question Randy go ahead let me ask you one question Book has made himself through his career Lo- love you Sonia thank you by the way thanks for just stopping and we appreciate you definitely uh Book was Book is who he is. Book is from the ground up. Book, book created who he is. I think the ticket was laid on Aiton. And I, I, I think that Aiton, 
Aiden's been spoon fed, if you ask me. And this is why I'm going at Aiden in this particular situation. Aiden has been spoon fed so far. Yes. He has took money to go to college, by the way. Right. Uh-huh. They all allegations. He he's he he but hey, hey, but he was he got caught. He got caught and was cool with it. <laughs> Aiden got caught was cool with it. He was like, yeah, I, man, I messed up. Most people are like, nah, you know, but he, yeah. Anyway, we didn't even go down that road. But looking at this, bro, like Aiden's been spoon fed this whole time. Everyone's like, leave Aiden alone. Don't go on Aiden. Give him time to progress. Give him time to grow. Give him time for this. Give him time for that. Devin Booker did all that when we were losing out. Devin Booker has as the face of the franchise by the way right and at some point being the number one overall pick i know you got devin there but at some point if you if 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 the ship is sinking bro we didn't bring you here for no reason when are you gonna say i i I deserve max money i get i get that i get the max money i get it i get like they all have a hand in it but i'm not gonna give more of DA a hand and give Devin Booker and Chris Paul a pat. De- Devin Booker had two points in the third quarter. I was like, we turn in your damn whistle. Turn in your damn whistle for real. Like, what we are you even doing? Got on them yet. In we a game seven, you have two points. You were over seven, but we're sitting up here talking about DA. Like, oh yeah, DA is is it like he should have been more aggressive. Like, is like it's now we want to deep dive and have this like you know what I'm saying. It's like what are we? But what, but what? but but Devin Booker didn't go on the sideline yelling at Monty either. And because, that's the difference right and now. That that's what I was saying in the sense of okay, and I feel like it's starting to come out now with the money stuff or just like with the locker room stuff in general. I think it got to a point to where everybody started calling out Monty on what, what the strategy was. Like if they're gonna they were literally switching, switching, switching until they got Chris Paul on defense, and then they just ISO'd and took Chris Paul to the rack every single time. And if every you don't time. think and I get it where Suns fans were programmed to see like all right, like whatever Monty says is law. It's like we can't think for whatever reason. It's like, why the hell didn't we zone up? Why don't we go three two? Why are we? Why are we? Chris Paul can switch on a switch. You do know that, right? Like on defense, if they're trying to switch, why didn't we switch sit back. Chris? Like why? Why, why are we Chris? letting them go? Like why are oh, we letting? Oh, before b- before before we get on that, I want to hear from JJ. He's been quiet down there. We're we're about to get on Chris Paul. We're about we're about to leave <laughs> DA, and we're gonna revisit. <laughs> The stuff that Flex said and trade rumors, sign and trade, all that stuff. I want to revisit it. Um, JJ, you've heard all this. Your turn, please. Um, so uh, on this podcast uh, and, you know, even before uh, we uh, put this podcast together, everybody was on DA's ass about his consistency, his butterfingers, him not uh, – him keeping the ball down low, not taking it up strongly. We've all had those conversations and stuff. And when Chris finally landed here, it uh, with the coaching staff that we had implemented to improve uh, the the big man situation for DA. I'm mean, like in a sense, yeah, you are right. Yeah, he was uh, sort of spoon fed, but you know, like that's uh, a given. Really, it's uh, it just sort of happened that way. But uh, uh, like. I have always been hard on DA because uh, like what me growing up playing competitive basketball, I was the big man. I, I'm, I'm I was nowhere near the level of, D, of what DA has played uh, in his career and his life and stuff. But like, I, like I get uh, 
the gist of everything that's going on around that those two or three positions uh, that he rotates around. And like I've always been hard on him, especially those first two years, last year and the year before the P, uh, the bubble year and uh, the finals run. But he's improved every year, and he's shown that. And I feel like I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I uh, like I don't uh, I don't know how he is like in the in the Suns practice facility. I don't know how he is around the rest of the team because we've talked about this before. You know some of the the pictures uh, that we see from Booker's house uh, with all them playing poker and uh, them just hanging out. Uh, Aiden's never in those photos. I said this last year. So like, I sitting on the floor with the Mercury game and everything. He he was never there. Yeah. So I like I wonder even before going into this year that there was like a a chemistry issue. Yeah, they're a team. They're there to do a job and stuff. And I feel like that's sort of what Aiden was doing. And I'm I'm actually going to kind of give him a little bit of a a break here because I feel like he does get treated like the redheaded stepchild. Like he, <laughs> very fair. Yeah, like even when he, like his dominant performance in the playoffs last year, that 82 percent uh, uh, field goal percentage, one of the craziest the true shooting. Uh, percentages that, that we've seen in a long time in a playoff run. I feel like that even with us losing the finals, I'm all like that's going to carry over. That gave him the confidence to keep uh, uh, this momentum going and this is when we start to see uh, uh, th- th- this is when Aiden breaks that glass ceiling that we thought he stopped at and he can uh, further uh, push it forward. But f- with this season like it just seemed like uh, on a game-to-game basis they kept on stripping uh, da of opportunities and and uh good looks and stuff even though at the same time and uh Aiden was developing his game throughout the se- uh, season well with the lack of touches and stuff so fast forward uh to now in the playoffs uh in the first round da was by far the most consistent guy uh like in that series uh chris paul was so and so uh for most of that series uh, book got hurt in uh, game two. Uh, or role players were shooting atrocious. Da was the one that w- overall won us uh, that, that series. Yeah, Chris Paul had that amazing uh, game five, game six, uh, like whatever it was. And uh, Chris kind of uh, got everything back together, e- even though we still weren't shooting the best and stuff. He did rally everybody, but Da from game one was the most consistent guy. I'm like. Uh, he uh, he held it down, and so and I th- and I felt like in going into round two, why we were so confident is because Da was able to handle Valanciunas. Yeah, he got worked in a couple games, but I like in round one, I'll give Da the uh, the upper hand. Like he had more good games, uh, uh, better games than Valanciunas. Valanciunas disappeared in a lot of those games. Uh, Valanciunas, uh, he was only. Uh, really like a first half sort of dominant and he kind of disappeared in the second half when it was more leaning towards uh, B.I. and uh, C.J. McCollum to get something going. Uh, D.A. was fully consistent throughout that first round. Going to the second, like this is where my beef with the team comes in. Yeah, like Booker, like, uh, like Booker and Chris Paul, they are who they are. 
Booker had to really work up to where he's at today, and he wants perfection, and I 100% get that. And, like, he's had to deal with a lot of shit, a lot of awful years with awful teammates, and finally he has something working for him, and he wants things to go well. All right, he Like, he gets a pass, not necessarily for the, the performance that he put on, but with Chris, too, like, what I was worried about going into this next season is not – is leaning more heavy on uh, on Chris going forward. He's, yeah, you know, he was uh, uh, 36 at the time or th- uh, 37, whatever. And I didn't want that d- dependency to kill us. But w- like you know, when he went out, we were still pretty good, whatever, whatever. And when uh, like when we saw Chris like fucking up, it was just eye opening. It's kind of like what I was c- uh, concerned about, even at the trade deadline. Uh, like we we're asking for like some sco- uh, scoring guard, like even uh, Eric Gordon, whoever, whoever who was available. But you know, uh, James Jones didn't make the move, and and I thought you know, like we're treading towards one of the best records in Suns history at the time. You know, let's just keep pushing it forward. I think we'll be all right. And uh, considering how we we're bulldozing through the league, I mean, like why change things? You know, so I'm not necessarily gonna kill him, uh, kill him for that, but. For Monty, like Monty has a favoritism <clears throat> and ego with him uh, when it comes. Oh, to so players. we acknowledge it now. We acknowledge hey, it. We Randy, acknowledge calm the ego down. All right, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving you this shit. <laughs> so, like, for Monty to fully cut Da out of any offensive system and rotation, uh, like overall rotation through that whole series was ab- absolute bullshit. Like DA had a mismatch over 80% of the time. Uh, Maxi Ke- uh, Keebler can't keep his feet planted down at the post. DA, couple shrugs about that's a bucket every time. But, but that's the pro- but that's the thing though, JJ. How many times did we see DA get the freaking ball in that high post and freeze almost as if he didn't know what to do? And he would bring the ball down to his waist. His favorite place is holding the ball waist level and i don't know what the hell it is it's instinctive as soon as he gets the ball in a high post he grabs it brings the ball to his waist and then he does whatever he's going to do from there uh, I'm, I'm gonna get into that like i think of like the, the few times da did get the opportunities to do something it was it kind of came out of nowhere in a sense of he wasn't getting the touches he wasn't getting the looks anytime he got the ball he wasn't in the spots like, 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 let's keep it a buck. He was like, but it's not, 20, 25 like, but it's not like he was aggressive doing it. It's not like when there's a double team and he's got a smaller guy, he's sealing his man and going to make a big drop step and move or something like that. So it's not like when he had the opportunities, he fully went at it. Last year was a different DA than we saw this year. And it started with the damn contract situation. I don't think right. they wanted to give it to him because of the this because of this and the video games and you know whatever but if they had have done it would we have gotten a better da or would he have slacked even more too i think that's a legitimate question to ask do you guys think so is that a yeah, legitimate sure. question if, if no, da no, got I his bag what if da got his bag would he have been even more lazy like he was at the university of and, and i'm gonna say yes the dude told us his favorite thing in his dream would just be sitting at home playing video games all day. And you guys, 10 That's- years ago, 10 years ago, Monty does not make adjustments when we need to. Okay, 
we're going to get into that. But 10 years ago, that wouldn't have scared me so much. But today, that scares me. That is a realistic thing that we need to look at in real life. If somebody says that, that is something we really need to look at. <laughs> I mean, look, and, and and my last thing on DA, um, actually, I kind of want to get into, well, Amit's about to join us. I want to get into the possible trade stuff uh, afterwards when Amit joins. But like the fact that you just said that his favorite thing to do is gaming and it's not play basketball, I don't want that. That's scary. I think I understand I like it. Though- I, under- I, I understand separating your life. I completely do. Separate your work from job from life. And I get that. But when this is when this is the NBA and this I mean, this is what a millions of other people want. I don't I don't I don't accept that answer. And I think that's I feel, a poor answer for a professional athlete. Randy. But I feel like we're underestimating or like we're trying to lump that. We're taking what he does in his off time. We're trying to lump that into like his work ethic or his intensity or like. We do that. But, but like we do that with Chris Paul. Mind. We do that with these guys, that t- with Tom Brady. We do that with all these players. Why can't we do it with him? I mean, but I feel like every fan base wants their players to live, breathe, whatever yeah. their team is. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, Fair. let's be realistic. And I feel like. If you question like DA's like basketball might like DA has a good IQ and I feel like right. a lot of people don't know that. If you right. go back He's and watch his ESPN like interview his film session like that surprised the hell out of me cuz I was like damn like DA actually knows what he's talking about or like he knows what like he could actually break down film and stuff like that so it's just like I don't think that even if he does like not have the work ethic I still think that like I said like he like I don't know he's We've seen it year after year. He's applied and added stuff to his game. So it's not like he's not – he's just absolutely like a couch potato. But can I, mean? I say this, Randy? Can I say this? Go ahead. If he was getting – if he was the fifth highest paid player on our team, yeah. I'd be okay with that. As entering that top two to three player range, it, it's not okay. Because if that's what you want to do, that's fine. That's fine if that's what – right. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But don't ask me for the max. Take a little bit underneath that so we can go out there and and, and get a player that wants to put 100% into it and live even. Because now you have to oversaturate that aspect of your team too because your star player lacks that. And you have to bring in extra guys that do that. But I – I feel like though, like, all right, but you're not taking into consideration, like, okay, I, I, I'm not really a fan of not giving him the max of of the off the court or like because he's not committed or whatever. I'm more so not a fan of giving him the max in the sense of like where he fits schematically with the team and what we ask of him, like, doesn't okay, match right. up with the max contract. There. With what you're trying to do, I can phrase that better. I can phrase that better. Da is a max player. I just don't know if it's for this team. Right. Okay. So and that make and that makes sense. Both of you guys are making a good point with that because that makes total sense for what we use him for, versus what other players getting the max are used for. Yeah, because I feel like and, we uh, fall victim to that. Like when we're losing, it's like, well, DA should do more. It's just like, well, we don't ask DA for a lot when we're winning. Now all of a sudden, when we lose, damn, like we need twenty five and fifteen out of DA all of a sudden. But when Chris Paul takes the game over and goes God mode, or when. Devin Booker decides to show up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, DA, you can fall back with your little eight rebounds tonight. Like, you did a good job. So it's just like, come on, man. We got to keep the consistency. Uh, let me right. add uh, a, a one last thing uh, to my, my side of the DA thing. 
Uh, like with with Monty doing what he did, I think for two years now he kind of showed that uh, he doesn't like implementing a big in the system in a sense when it comes to scoring because obviously uh, Chris Paul isn't uh, implementing DA as much as he should, and uh, I think all of us can kind of agree with that. Uh, Booker doesn't even look his way. Uh, a lot of it is just, you know, feed the inside, and if he gets it, he gets it. And, like, with uh, uh, DA getting killed, yeah, Randy, you're 100% right because we, we bitched about rebounding, but DA is the only one down there with four other guys trying to grab a, a rebound, and all the other Suns players are back. And like we killed him over the rebounds, and it's just like, well, he's the only one trying because everyone's ball watching. Mikhail is just looking at it. Like Mikhail can out. Yeah. Mikhail and Jay easily can average eight to ten rebounds like like a like a game if they but they shouldn't be able to. With 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 DA being as big as he is and him boxing out as well as he does, he to me, DA is one of the best box box outers in the in the in the league. He box out so freaking well. If you can do all that, you should be able. That's why he gets ten rebounds like a blink of the eye. Yeah, that's automatic. But with him yeah. boxing out so well, it sets up other people to grab the ball. So Agreed. I feel like that's not something we're not yeah. taking under consideration. Like Chris Paul, because everyone is back, have, like, and then when the ball goes over and a DA has everybody else sealed, now we have like these uh, the opposing wings rushing in, grabbing these balls, and it gives a. Gives them a second, second, third chance. It's like I, 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 it's it's all around. It's all around. DeAndre yeah. Ayton was not DeAndre Ayton of last year. He was no. not. The numbers prove it, top to bottom. Everything. He was not that guy. He did not show up like he did last year. Okay, no. he didn't. Nobody can argue that. You you can just go look at the tape and look at the games we won and why we won, and it was because of the things he did. With that said, he showed huge development on the offensive side. Huge development and, and aggression Kevin, in some areas, and, and and aggression, and then his shot was completely gone. When Monty says you quit on us, I believe Monty because of his X amount of years of basketball more than DeAndre Ayton has, and because Monty's the one that came in here and turned this thing around from day one, from game one when we beat the Mavericks in 2019 on that first game. It, it was a complete culture change, a flip. What did DeAndre Ayton do? Get busted for PEDs. And that's a fact. <laughs> hey, man. Look, hey, JJ, agree or disagree? Booker, I mean, I'm not even going to say Booker. Chris Paul. Let's would, go to Chris Paul, yeah. Would, would, would have Ayton in the offense a lot more if DeAndre finished at the rim a lot better. If you look at Chris Paul and every single team he's been on, that center has always had three East to five, did. three to five dunks a game, easy. Tyson Chandler, what, you, David well, West, like, who is a who is a jump shooter. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. Go look at what he did just with Clint Capella in the short time. You need him That's to finish fast. better than eighty-two percent. Like, no, 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 Randy, don't do that to me. That's not what I said. Give me two seconds. I'm, I'm looking up. No, you right said now. that he wants to finish better, but it's like last year in the playoffs he had 82 percent, and like I get it. Like this year wasn't like. So let me adjust my definitely. Verbiage. He was consistent. Let me adjust my verbiage. I don't mean finish better. Okay. I mean finish more aggressively. 
because that is what changes the pick and roll. That is what and that starts with his rolling. How many okay. times did I say that? He was the worst rolling big man I've ever seen. He never did it with purpose. He <laughs> never did Chris it in like, space. Fuck this. He was the worst rolling big man ever. I don't care that he finished like Tim Duncan half the time. I personally think they wanted him to finish like Tim Duncan so he wouldn't get injured. So, and so that he could have a longer career and play like Tim Duncan and under the rim. But that doesn't re- revert the fact that his picks were awful. His rolls were horrible. He never got in position. He was an awful roller to the basket. And for him okay. to not get the ball from Chris Paul, when Chris Paul's the one that has the track record, I think that itself says a lot. That's things you can work on, but it never seemed to improve. Um, Chris Paul time. Randy, We've talked enough about DeAndre. Uh, one, more, one more thing. Make it quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Randy, or not, not, not Randy, uh, uh, Jay Ness, to answer your question, uh, like <laughs> I'll answer your question with a question. Is it two points regardless? <laughs> regardless if he slams it down or he puts it in because before you say before you say anything like i just looked it up da is uh uh, uh rank six upon centers and true shooting at 67 uh, no and that's what to rant what randy was saying a moment ago and i said it's not about his percentage and his shooting percentage and and, and to your point yes it is two points either way however the we and you both know that what's not included in that shooting percentage is the amount of times that he doesn't get to shoot the ball because he loses it. Me and you <laughs> both know that what's not included in that is the times that he doesn't roll hard where all he needed to do was roll hard and he had a free lane to the basket. If you're a big though, if you're a big and you're grabbing boards, you you're doing all these things to def- uh, like like deter shots, and you're doing and you're not getting the ball. You think you're gonna roll hard every single time? Let's be real. We've all played on the team before. Like you're but, not gonna go. I'm not gonna roll every single time if I know Chris Paul is about to go and go under, snake the dribble and shoot it, or if I know Dean Book is trying to shoot. Like, but Randy, if roll? you're controlling the ball, if you're controlling the ball, you gave it to him at least three times before you said, you know what? Fuck, I ain't doing it no more. He ain't rolling hard enough, and now you taking it. And I think that's what Chris and that's what that's what we see. We definitely see that from Devin more than anybody. One hundred percent. But Devin throws the most terrible lobs like I've ever seen. Like for somebody with so much touch, like I don't understand like how yeah. this man just throws like the most <laughs> wildest lobs. To Probably because like, he's about to shoot it up to do is like a DeAndre Orton that can go DeAndre Jordan that can go a little higher. He yeah, hasn't decided if he wants to pass or shoot yet. That's why. My my <laughs> last thing. Uh, I, I just uh, uh, you know just uh, Throw it out. Uh, DA is 21st upon centers and turnovers. So, <laughs> yeah. you Stone don't know, hands, upon centers, upon centers, if he can shoot look. it, it might go in. It's just look, look, man, you don't hear coaches throw out, throw out, you quit on us. You don't hear sure. players sure. coming out saying, you know, I love video games more than anything. I only get two hours of sleep. You're the number one pick. I just think there's a lot of bad blood at this point, and it, it is probably time to move on. And DeAndre Ayton probably will. No, you don't think no. so? You don't think it's time He's to move on? He's 23 years old. He's I, 23 I, years I agree. Old. He's still a top five center. We don't have three or four other centers in the league where we can just say, you know what? If we replace DeAndre with this guy, if we replace DeAndre with this guy, 
we don't have that. Well, you're now. you're thinking of like his, in my opinion, you're thinking of what his potential could be and all that, as opposed to what the Suns are asking him to do. Uh, um, I'm a, see, but that's the thing, and that's why what Randy was saying earlier, you know, was very true. Like we can sit here and we can jump on DeAndre as much as we have, you know, this show, um, and we can beat him up as we as much as we want and make him the scapegoat in this. But at the end of the day, guys, we're not. It's not like we can just turn around and improve in that position, and by getting rid of Da, it's not. It's not night and day like that. There's maybe two guys in the league um, that we can bring in, and first of all, keep the same team we have even, um, and be successful. Uh, and then outside of the other, you know, that are better than DeAndre, you got to change our team around. We can't bring in bid in here. Even if they would give us a bid, we can't bring in bid to to Phoenix and and win a championship like this. Like this team would have to change around a little bit. Uh, same thing with Jokic. I mean, we would have to change around a little bit. So I think with the way we play and DeAndre's our best fit naturally for this team, even though he has a lot of improvement. Yeah. Well, let's talk about let's talk about one Christopher Emmanuel Paul the the point guy. <laughs> um, in in my opinion, when I was watching this game, I I legit didn't want to see Chris Paul play basketball in a Suns uniform again. Looking back on everything now and looking back on it, I. We know what we all know what he can bring to the table and what he will still probably be able to do next year. But relying on him for a playoff run would be a grave, grave mistake. I don't want to do that. And in my opinion, I said this on Twitter, I don't think he should be looked at as any more than Derek Fisher in his prime. What? That's disrespectful. I, I feel like he's better. Than <laughs> moving forward in the playoffs Derek Fisher was a great spot up shooter brought the ball up he could do a few things hit a great game winner by the way and but he was that guy that would constantly kill people and he can get you out of a rut here or there I don't want to depend on Chris Paul moving forward and if we depend on a Chris Paul oh it's been we got burned two years in a row how many times did the Clippers get burned? The Rockets get burned. I'm not getting burned like that again by Chris Paul. He can do some things. Don't get me wrong. But he's always getting old. And he he's needs always to become. getting old. <laughs> he's, he's, he's always getting older. He's always getting hurt. Excuse me. And he shouldn't be dependent on any more than a prime Derek Fisher and their playoff runs. But who'd you have? You had Kobe and you had Shaq. Well, you got Booker, and apparently you're either going to get a better Aiton or we're getting a better player back in a sign-and-trade. Those are the players we need to focus on, and then you go to your next guys. You're Glenn Rice, you're Rick Fox, you're Derek Fisher. Damn. I mean, we started off just on a bad foot. Like We didn't realize it in the moment, but it's like, our offense is really predicated around a 37-year-old man. Like, we were doomed. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then we have stubborn-ass Monty over there that's like, oh, we still – even when he's hurt, we're still going to run through a 37-year-old man. And then He's going like, to stand in the corner just, and just, like, just stand there, and it, just like – And if you don't think even, that DeAndre Aiden said something about that, like, if – if Chris Paul is riding me and he's hurt, he has seven turnovers, and Chris and then Monty's like, yo, like this is the plan. We're gonna ride it with Chris. And da-da-da. and DA knows that he's hurt. He's not even looking at the rim. Like, 
It's just like, yo, <laughs> like, yo, the audacity. But anyways, I feel like I get I that know, point 100%. I'm like, right no. there with you on that one for sure. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man, because I feel like I'm not too mad at Chris Paul just because he's won us too many games for us to like really be mad. And I feel like it's not more Chris Paul's fault. It's more of a schematically like we could have did a better job at hiding him. Like realistically, like there's a lot of people in the NBA that don't play a lick of defense. They get hidden. Like Steph Curry is another one. There's like there's Trey Young and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of uh, point guards or whatever (laughs) it may be that don't play defense. And it's just like we just got exposed because Jason Kidd literally took a note out of Chris Paul's book. Like, oh, you want to expose Luca? Bet. Let me expose your old ass. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then it looked like every time down, like we seen Chris Paul in some sort of action where they was doing something, getting him out of, you know what I'm saying, off his point, and then they was getting a bucket. And it was just like, at what point are we going to zone up? At what point? Do you think Chris Paul even said, Monty, like, yo, because I'm, I'm pretty – he said the same thing last year in the finals. He's like, yo, like, we need to build a wall. We need to do something else. And then I don't know if you guys read up on it too, but um, I don't – like the Brickley – like Dan Brickley or Bickley, I'm yeah. sorry. Like yeah, he has yeah. like the, the Bickley blast this morning. He said that CP3 and Monty had beat. Mm-hmm. So it's just like – it's not even just DeAndre. But see, I didn't hear any of that. But CP3 go, and Monty. Go, go check it out. Go check it out. But CP3 and Monty, got, they got that coach brother brotherly love beef that they've always – they they had beef in New Orleans. They beefed it a few times. But I I think that you're, you're saying a lot of like right things, Randy. And I think that two of the biggest things that I, I looked at going into this season – and then we all even had conversations about it a few times uh, together uh, leading up to the all-star, I mean, to the trade deadline. We didn't have no shooter, like no no dog outside of Booker. We had no dog. We it, McCall was really a spot-up shooter. He couldn't really take anybody off the dribble. Uh, he was kind of one-dimensional towards the end of the year. Um, Cam Johnson really fizzled out. After his big uh, game, when when uh, Booker was out, after that big game, he didn't do yeah. shit after that. Um, Jay Crowder, I don't know if this dude was hurt. Um, I think Jay Crowder was going through it mentally the, the whole latter half of the season. He, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter. He was talking about having a baby. He was talking about this. He was talking about yeah. that. He was talking about so many other things but basketball. Like There was just so many other dynamics going on, and we didn't have a dog. If you look at Dallas, you got Brunson, you got D-Witty. You know what I'm saying? You look – I can point around to all the different playoff teams, and they got a dog somewhere. And I think that's what Landry Shamit. if we really want to talk about, you know, people letting us down, Landry Shamit was a flat tire. That was a horrible well, pickup. Uh, shouldn't you, shouldn't you go – in my opinion, wouldn't, wouldn't it be better served because of the need and what it was that – that we were missing from Chris Paul to really bang on campaign for a minute first. No, campaign I think but campaign campaign is, a, is, is an energy guy. We know what we're going to get with campaign campaign's going to turn the ball over. He's going to get you some <laughs> good buckets. No, it's, it's dead and simple. You know, you're going to get three turnovers with cam, but you know, but, you're going to have eight energy points and maybe a couple assists. But the thing about cam, he didn't get that. You know one thing, Randy, you guys, Monty did make one adjustment. Good point. He one sat adjustment. His ass down. Sat down camp. And we won game five. 
And Andrew Vail McGee. Balled out. He, he should have sat down both CPs, dude. Like, <laughs> if, if we're keeping them. And above. Aaron Holiday. Or just limit. Or just limit. Found. There you go. Or just limit, yeah. like, Chris Paul's minutes. Like, don't have him out there 35 minutes. Like, if no, you're going to play know. him, if you're going to play him, play him in spot minutes. Play him in the first couple minutes of the first. Play him in the, in the latter half of the second. Play him when in the Luka beginning goes of the out, third. Put in Chris Luka, Paul. Man, that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. There's just so many other things, man. I really would have preferred Biombo to play alongside of DeAndre Ayton. In, yes, in, I wanted in the a Dallas double series. big lineup. I wanted it so bad, but we never did it. Uh, it was nice in the in the, the little moment we did it with New Orleans. I liked it with JaVale and whatever, but I would have loved it with Biombo and DeAndre in this Dallas series. Can I, I can I ask you? It would have worked. It would have worked. I just want to ask you guys one question because this is something that I feel like I've been going back and forth with. Um, do you guys really feel that Dallas beat us or we beat ourselves? Because I feel like we, we definitely put on each we, we put on each other. Like yeah, realistically, yeah. Dallas probably beat us maybe one game. Like really, if I, if you sit down and really go back yeah. and like they really only really like the refs cooked us maybe was a game three. And that was probably like the only game they really yeah. beat us. I feel like three and in four. my heart. Game, game game four with 42 free throws. Yeah. So three and four. So I just I don't know. Three was the close one, right? Three was the close one that they kept calling. Don't bullshit. remind me. The one that then, I went to. Yeah, don't rem- yeah three yeah. was the one that you're at. Game four was the dog shit one. Yeah. yeah. Game, shit, was. game yeah. four was like super dog shit. No, you're right. I think I think you're right, Randy. I, they beat us. Um one game, really, in my opinion. But, but this is the last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna close out my statement on C on my CP3. Um, you guys all made some very very good points. Um, the biggest point that I took from this season: why the hell are we paying you forty million dollars? Yo, I'm not gonna find the drop, but he's on fire. That is the <laughs> biggest. That is the biggest thing Game Seven showed me. Why though? Are we paying you forty million dollars? Why the hell are we struggling at, at, on, on a trade deadline Look, looking man, for, for money to go dude, get somebody? If that dude wants a championship, prove it right now. And right now, five, five, five to eight mil next year. Facts. I won't even. I won't even go that far. We're at forty. Give me sixteen. Give me eighteen. Fifteen. What was it? What was Fitz making? Fitz was making like ten mil a year. Go to ten. Be dude. like Fitz. There's no way that you can Dude, make he, you can sit here. He and have has to restructure. He has to restructure if he. That's wants why to. we got campaign. That's why we got Landry Shamit. That's why we got Aaron Holiday. That's why we got those guys and not somebody like Jordan Clarkson or freaking. You know what I mean? That's why or we got Eric these Gordon, type yeah. of guys or yeah. Eric Gordon. We don't have the cap space because it's going to these guys. Oh. Okay, so Landry Shamit can go. Landry Shamit can go. He he can go. Jay Crowder can go. Dario Saric can go. I'm curious to see Dario Saric. I want to see Dario Saric, but I don't have high hopes coming off of an ACL injury as a big man that was already slow and gumpy to begin with. Jay Crowder can come off the bench. Jay Crowder is about that time. Yep. But if we need to clear space for for a big name, those guys can go. Cam Johnson's untouchable. Whoa. Uh, No. Whoa. I'm more on Mikhail is untouchable than Cam. You no, know, Mikhail is beyond nah. untouchable. Beyond Mikhail's defense play, we don't get to talk about that. Cam Johnson's okay. untouchable though. Cam Johnson's untouchable. Would you rather have Alec Burks or would you rather have Cam Johnson? Cam Johnson all day. Yeah. All day. Can you pull up like I don't care the stats? Like a notepad on your screen. 
Evan, maybe we can like break this down. Like there's touchable. What needs there's to nothing about Alex Burks that will change. I'm yet. saying Cam's what was the, what what was the <clears throat> thing that we needed? We needed wings that could go out and make a play for themselves too. We yeah, needed a guy like like Toy Craig can go like a like a like a Gary Trent Jr. like a Norman Powell. A Gary player Trent. like that. Oh. Alec Burks can go out and get his own and shoot. Like, I don't know if anybody remembers Aaron Aflalo from back in the day. Like, I loved yeah. Aaron Aflalo. I thought he was like a perfect wing type of role player and whatnot. I don't uh, think it's Cam- necessarily the wings that we need. I think we need like a – we need Cam John- campaign to be exit out. Like, campaign does so good for two minutes. No, he doesn't. For two minutes. For two minutes, <laughs> he does so good. It's Not even. like three shots, Randy. Come on, Not man. even. His first, I'm gonna tell you exactly what his first three shots. Campaign are, was right? awful this He's year. gonna drive and left. He's gonna blow the left. Javale McGee's gonna dunk it back in, and that's literally his first three I, I shots. Was, yeah, that's literally Campaign's all he does this year. I, I think Javale McGee's on the floor with him. He's trash. We need a guy that can command the offense. I don't know what people were talking about with Ricky Rubio being back because we can get him. Was- Everybody He's was slacking off of Ricky Rubio, and if it wasn't Ricky for was nice. and if it wasn't for an offensive rebound by I think it was McHale that tipped it out, you know Devin Booker would have never had this moment um, where he's laying on the ground in the bubble, you know, because Ricky Rubio goes in with some dog shit type of move against a double team. Um, he was airballing shots. Ricky Rubio as a backup, I don't think is it because we need a, another guy to create his own shot and put the ball in the hole. Why not look instead of instead of Ricky Rubio? Why not look at look a guy with in Patty Mills, a guy that can go out there, score it, and run the offense. Two was under under Monty Williams when Monty was in San Antonio. By the way, Tyus has Jones, a championship man. pedigree. See Tyus. But Tyus play with I don't want nobody that played with us already. Hell no, no that 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 ship has done sailed. Yeah, I don't want no uh, one. I don't want. I don't want massive improvement from him. I can. Nope. I'll go Gary Harris maybe instead of Landry Shamit. I'll, I'll take it, those. I'll take Gary. I'll take oh, all over Landry. Over Landry all day. Oh, yeah. oh, all day long. All, all, day. Boy, all, day. all day long. All day. Now let me ask you guys this: We need to Duncan put, Robinson put up like a notable. Duncan. He's gonna Duncan, be expensive. I would, I'll okay, take Duncan Robinson. We need a shooter. We we need a, a killer knockdown shooter that you have to be afraid of. I mean, Cam yeah. Johnson kind of turned into that, but people still didn't respect it. That's because but, we're too, I don't know. I don't know what we want from Cam. I don't know what we want from him. I don't know if we want him to be a spot up shooter. I don't know if we want him to be an off the dribble attack maybe that's the rim the guy. Like I, they got Nurkic out there. If we got a guy like Patty Mills that could go in and still be fast like and still do his thing. Patty Mills is averaging 12 points this year, 40% from three in uh, 29 minutes, by the way. Probably wouldn't have to play that much. Shot uh, 40% mm-hmm. from field goal, 40% from three, 81 from uh, the free throw line. Didn't go very much. That's a guy I would love. I would love to get Gary Harris as a backup, too. Oh, go and man. get me that. J- but this J- all – Jamichael Green. Bobby Thibault. is out there. Thibault uh, would be a perfect setup for nah, us. Nah, if, if this dude were to get released by his team, get Lou Dort. Oh, hey. Dort is the- oh my hey. God, that would be I, I have a trade proposal. I have a trade proposal. All right. All right. We're completely off the rails here. He's on we, Yeah, okay. What's, starting with me, we'll make our rounds. Uh, we'll go to like Randy and we'll work up. Uh, okay, right. so we get Gary Trent. Pascal Siak, uh, Siakam with an exchange of 
DA, uh, Campaign, and Landry Shamit, and with a pick. We're giving up a pick? Yeah. And DA, Shamit, and Payne, and then we get Siakam. And Siakam and Gary. We would be fleecing like Toronto. I, I, I would take that in a second. We'd I be fleecing take that. them. I'm cashing out, dude, uh, Like on that. I Man, think we can get a Pascal on a one-on-one for sure. I, but I would I would like to move Jay Crowder and, and pick and maybe a, a couple role players and try to get Jer, uh, Jeremy uh, Grant out Jeremy here. Grant. I, I'm not 100%. Like, I saw him when he was in Denver in the bubble. I was like, God damn, this dude's about to be something. And then he just kind of, I mean, he's in he's in Detroit doing his thing up there, you know. I just, no, I don't know. Structure in Detroit. I don't, I don't know, but I want to want to take him and be like, yes, that's the one. I want to do that, but I don't know. I almost would prefer Siakam just because of his championship pedigree already, and he's already done it and been there, scored. I just don't want to get a DA for him. So, like, so, if we're okay, if well, we're let's, let's talk. This, this it, all the other moves boil down to what's going to happen with DA. I want to share with you guys who I think it's going to be. And who I th- at least who I think um, what's his name Flex is talking about. Kevin so Brown. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up my screen here. You guys tell me and Flex specifically mentioned this number, thirty five million dollars, right? He specifically said, which one is thirty five million dollars? Bradley Beal. Which player here makes thirty five million dollars? Uh, I can't really see the green right there, so I'll Bradley. Can't do that. I do not want Bradley Beal. Now, why would you not want I don't know Bradley if I want Beal? A guy that can score twenty-eight points a game. We got a guy that can score twenty-eight points a game. It's why? Enough, what's wrong with having two? It's not enough ball to go around. Thank you. It's not enough ball. To Chris go Paul's around. not going to be that score guy. That's the point of this. Chris can just facilitate. We're already with each other. We're already. Like, like Randy, I don't know if you see it like I see it. Because when I see – the first thing I, th- I think about when, when I think Bradley, Bill, and Booker is Russell Westbrook and James Harden. No, no. You can't. No, Bradley no, Bill is whatever. so much better than that. I, no, 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 no. I'm not talking game. about – I'm not talking about their games. I'm talking about the shot attempts. And do you remember mm. how hard it was for them to get in rhythm? I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to be a growing period, but Bradley Beal, like, his bag is so deep, man. So is Books. I mean, it's not like I'm I'm saying that neither exactly. one of them are going to struggle. In, but together, it was hard. It, Unless CP3 watched, is only shooting four it, times a game. You just need to look at team. You, all, you're looking at the guard situation. Take the guard situation out. You got two we dudes need that a guard. can go out. You, can, you got two dudes that can go out and get buckets, Right. Fact. Everybody agree with that yeah. statement. Two dudes like Ooh. okay, okay. Look at New Orleans. Who's guarding Bi Giannis? and CJ? Looks ju- it works just fine for them. That's all I gotta Go- say. Who's guarding Giannis? I mean, Damn. we're gonna get you to the same thing eventually. You don't have to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. We all know that. <laughs> well, they just got bounced, so we don't need to worry about the Bucks right now because they're probably gonna be changing a lot of things. No, I have now. nightmares about Giannis. For Yo, really. every this, time this, is a trade. That's all I think about. Well, who's gonna guard Giannis? <laughs> May okay. I? Here, here, here is my here's my substitute, my uh, replacement. Okay, Thomas Bryant. Now, now you're talking. Now that might work. You look get at Thomas years. Bryant before the injury. No, Thomas 13 points, nice. thirteen points, nine rebounds, twenty four years old. 
Uh, his hold on, his shooting percentage, uh, 61, 58, 64. He shoots about two, two threes a game, shoots 42% when he was healthy. No, I like Thomas. Okay. If you put him with Bradley, with Booker, that's not a bad pick. And he's he's way more physical than DA. He's more physical. He's just as tall, and he's 250 and not 225. So now we got a bigger body. Shots uh, Block shots at a bigger clip. And sometimes things just click, and sometimes they don't. This guy could fit right in and mold with everybody, and it could work. And he could do a lot of the same things that DA did. He could. Who's to say and he, he can't? Let's finish around the room. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm looking He's at a big guy, man. who can take Jay Crowder's spot and potentially, like, cause all right, let's let's face the, let's face the facts. Like Chris yep. Paul's gonna get hurt in the playoffs again, so that's a fact. <laughs> we know that. So we need somebody to take He's unless Mont- yeah. Bradley Beal. Then Mont- we got two guys that can bring it up yeah. in the backcourt. Then it's cool. But I'm thinking of like who can take Jay Crowder because I'm I'm about sick of one for eight Jay Crowder. Like, I get it. You bring Thank defense, you. Yeah. but. Like I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. So, um, uh, probably let's go. Yeah. Nicholas Batum is a free agent. I'd rather Ooh. go there or Jermichael Green. Batum would be nice. I ain't gonna lie. So, if you're thinking free agent, cause, cause we still got what another year or so with Jay Crowder, right? Two years in the book? we yeah. have one. We, another he, year. Him okay. and uh, uh, Dario Saric are on expiring contracts right now. Are very tradable. So that's we could, we could. And those two contracts right there. There's your Jeremy Grant, by the way. So now we just right. got Bradley Beal and Jeremy Grant, like. That's possible. <laughs> now, no, but I do like the Batum thing as a free agent signing. That would be a nice pickup. Um, but if we, because I've been thinking about the Jay Crowder thing too. I've said it for so long. We need a real power forward. Um, and go ahead. Montrose Harrell. I, nah. I, that's what I said last year. No, hey, everybody says oh, they, everybody gives so me that same response. Everybody oh. give me that same response. But he Montreal, hard, man. He, plays he plays hard. hard. He runs mm-hmm. up and down the floor. He'll get. He'll be down the floor just fat, just as fast or faster than some of the guards. Yep. I mean, that's why we have McGee. Like Javale, like Javale McGee is like Trez can actually close out. Not starting. Oh, we're going. Uh, we're going Trez starting. I, so I guess start we're just. Trez. We're going to go away Jay, from we, DA. Uh, we're going away. No, with we're we're moving no, away. This is with Da going. Either either way, Sarge, is gone. Sarge would take yeah. over that backup spot, and he would be probably the first sub. Remember, he was arguably the sixth man of the year when he was healthy, too. By the way, right? But I I was thinking Harrell would take Jay Crowder's starting position. Dude, I'd rather go. I'd rather the go. NBA hates us now. Him. Wait till we have Jay and Trez yeah. on the same team. Possibly <laughs> that it would be. <laughs> I, I feel like the power forward position is like more like positionless, where it's like you got to be able to do everything. You got to be able to defend, shoot, be long, grab yeah, board. Right. You know what I mean? He might like have to get Trez, out against uh, Jason Tatum. Yeah, Trez don't fit that. I look him, look at him as like that backup dude that can come in for twenty to to whatever minutes. Um, another name, free free agent backup point guard, um, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, he's already he's Schroeder already played with OKC here. behind it. Don't bring Dennis Schroeder anywhere over here. I don't want to <laughs> deal with that. Why? I'd rather bring back Rubio. I'd rather bring back a torn ACL Rubio. Yeah, me too. Wasn't an ACL or uh, another knee thing? Mm-hmm. I I bring I bring him back with his knees on substitution. 
Why? So people can slack off and guard everybody else, and we still no, get no offense. Schroeder just gets on my nerve. He reminds me of Patrick Beverly. He just got a little bit. He has gotten quieter since he left the Lakers, but he reminds me of Patrick when Beverly. Fumble the bag. Yeah, after he lost all that money, he shut his mouth. But yeah, it's yeah. It'll be one of those. Those like we're we're praying for the best, kind of with Dennis Schroeder. So, like we're praying, like so I feel like we've been down that hole too many give, times. Give out a bag to Jalen Brunson, then I'll do it. Because that's a guy coming off the bench. You can start if CP3 gets hurt, and off the bench, that's six man. No, I want I, I want Malik Monk. Bitch, See Malik Monk. now you're talking. Now you're talking about an underrated guy that's not going to cost us an arm and a leg that will that will show up bigger than his contract. Right. Yeah. Malik there Monk it is. Uh, would, would be pretty solid. I, I take the off season right, right I'll there. Take the lawn right over plus over that. Dude. Plus, that takes that campaign right? situation down a bit. Man, I'd rather watch. Yeah, hell yeah, Malik Monk than Cameron Payne. <laughs> and they do the right the same thing, like both energy kind of guys. So it's just like yeah. I wish we hell could get yeah. like Davion Mitchell. An- another an- another dude for backup four would be like like a Chris Boucher. I'd like to see a Chris Boucher coming in, but he's not going to be the. I, I mean, he he's can't. He's a Go good three-point shooter. He takes four per game, and he shoots it at almost 40%. Six foot nine, 200 pounds, long length, a lot of defense, rebounder. I mean, that's a guy I could see potentially coming in a little bit more length. I mean, Serge Ibaka is one, too, but he's up there in uh, in age. Yeah. There's, there's but, options there. Can we talk about Monty Williams? Because we're not going to let his ass off the hook. That's what we're not going to do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Y'all don't want to talk about Kevin Durant? <laughs> Did, does anybody believe we're getting Kevin Durant? Hell no. I don't want him. Why don't why wouldn't you want him? I mean, I'll take I mean, him. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, but I don't like who we gotta give up for him, what he brings with him as far as baggage. Um you think we're we, we we're getting jumped on now god, for losing. Wait till we lose with freaking Durant, boys. I, I forgot about this one. P Dog's got a good point. Uh, Terrence Ross. Ross. I forgot about Terrence. I like I like Terrence Ooh. Ross. I do like that. Yes, I, like I like Gary. I like Gary Harris I better. He's not a free agent though. Did y'all see what Draymond Green uh, uh, say after the game? Hell no, nah. I didn't see that. Uh, for uh, because of the win, uh, Draymond said, "This isn't the Phoenix Suns. You're no longer playing that. Oh my this god, is a championship level basketball." Oh my God! Terrence Ross is not a free agent. He's a free agent next year. So we're not going to talk about Monty. We got to talk about no uh, hell no hell no. We got to talk hell about his nah. punk butt. Because I caught that I caught that way and y'all yeah coaching Jano. I caught that like back in All Star break. I was like yo like Monty is a little mental. Like mental Monty is definitely like his coaching is a little sus. I feel like we're winning now. We're winning sixty four games. So it's just like it's all cool and dandy. But it's like, yo, like this is this is sus. Like his coaching is super sus, and here we are now. He don't make changes. He didn't make one freaking change for any of the series. And then you know what's so bad about it is when he did play Javale McGee and DeAndre Ayton together. We're so used to no change that the whole world was like, oh my god, look what he did. Oh my god, like. That's how much he doesn't change his, his his coaching style from game to game and series to series. That was very horrible. My question winning to y'all, coach of the year. Yeah. My question to y'all is to Jay and coaches, like, why are y'all so, like, he can do no wrong? Or, like, why are you, like, 
I'm not going to challenge anything that like Coach Monty does. Is it because he's the coach of the year? Is it because he changed the culture? Is it because like you guys feel forever like indebted to him or something? Because up, I, I said- up until these four games, he's pushed every other button correctly. Yeah, he had his flaws, but every coach will have their flaw. Every player will have their flaw. And he got us to a level as quickly as we did. And it was, yeah, James Jones, but it was his messages and all that. You know, and look where we came from and look where we are in three years with him as a coach. That that Until this series, he did everything right. I just don't think we had the the length and the height to beat Giannis no matter what what he tried to do last year. I just don't think that was possible in the way they were calling games, yada yada. But until oh, now, he's done everything right. That's that's my, my opinion. Nah, Monty Williams is a grade A car salesman, and he sold us like, and I feel like y'all, <laughs> he sold y'all a lemon and y'all Bert, like Bernie Mac from Transformers. He's heating up. Yeah, like yo, he's a grade <laughs> A car salesman because like. It's like the way that stuff is falling apart now. It's like because if you just look it up, it's just like the whole locker room is in shambles right now. Like everybody is mad at each other. Like the whole beefing is just like, well, where's all the Monty quotes we, now? Like we were supposed to win a championship, and they were and, down by four, almost fifty. And uh, like this was the point I was getting into. Like I, I did admit, like like Monty fucked up this series. He didn't like he made no changes and he refused to open up the playbook anymore, even though he's opened it. Throughout the se- uh, the season with other competitors, like when we went against the Bucks the first time, he opened the playbook so much, and we like he just totally went away from that. He like he fucked up, but at the same time, we're we're in a position kind of like how like the Cardinals are in a sense. Like we we haven't had this uh, this amount of success in a very long time, and we actually have something going on right now. And I feel like if we play our cards right and keep the ball rolling like this can be a potential dynasty you know like in the making so if we keep on playing our cards right we keep the best uh pieces and implement whatever we need to we can keep this going and like i like obviously monty's uh, uh, game plan and whatever he wants to do doesn't revolve around a dominant center it just isn't because he's had three seasons to use da and he hasn't done it so might as well get somebody in exchange that can actually create their own shot. That is big, like a P- uh, Pascal Siakam. And if we uh, uh, if we don't want to go that route, we can get a center that isn't going to cost as much but can do the same things as VA can, like a Mitchell Robinson or a Thomas Bryant. So it's like it, we scoring needs to be put on the outside. And James Jones slacked in that. He doesn't like messing with it, and I completely understand. It's very risky. He has a very risky job. But – like the uh, what what Monty did was bullshit, hundred percent. Yeah, like he fucked up. But when it comes to X's and O's, I think he's second to none. He's he's one of the best in the league. Uh, Jay Ness, I know you got to dip soon. I want to give you and Suns fan Randy our Jay Crowder replacement, who would be very cheap this year, very cheap. Um, to put it in perspective, oh no, I just had it. Ah, hold on, let me go back. Stupid stupid computers i just had uh jay crowder stats up and i wanted to read them to you roster da, da, da. don't forget don't forget we've got uh if a lundberg coming, coming uh, next year so so oh, maybe yeah. he maybe it's, it's he's the there. answer to all of our problems and also before you leave um ish wainwright needs all of tory craig's minutes that they were going to allot him by the way 
that needs to happen. Oh, yeah. Where the hell is Jay Crowder? Okay, Jay Crowder. These are his stats, and everybody knows he's the the up and down dude, right? Um, averages nine point four points per game, and thirty five percent three point shooting, and only five rebounds a game. Okay, so remember that. Remember thirty five percent and nine point four percent. This guy averages in his third year in the league. He's just twenty four years old. He's six foot eight, two thirty. Jay Crowder is six foot six, two thirty five. So we get a little bit more length. This guy's averaging ten points a game and shooting forty four point five percent from three, almost seventy percent from free throws. Rebounds four point eight to five point four. Plays twenty one minutes a game. Jay Crowder twenty eight minutes a game. Who's that? His guy. This guy's name is Isaiah Roby. Right. Mm. Oklahoma. Mm. Okay, Oklahoma, see Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. I like Roby. I like Roby. I like. I like cheaper, Roby. I like younger Sims too. That we better about. shooter. That that's a guy that I look at like F. Tory Craig. Like, dude, he's gone. You know, you can build Wayne right up. You Robert still got Cam McHale. Even if you have Jay Crowder for one more year, get this guy, man. Get this guy. There's your there's your under the radar signing that would pay huge dividends. Well, before I leave, I do want to say what uh, the Monty thing. Um, the thing that sucked and pissed me off the absolute most is Monty didn't coach when it was time to coach. Yes. During the season, both these last two seasons, Monty didn't have to coach. The players coached themselves on the floor. The regular season, the regular season was coached by. I do not want Randall. Uh, don't come in here with that shit. Well, Julius, <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you yeah. talking about Julius? Yeah. No, we don't want no Julius Randall. Yeah, but no. but Devin Booker and Chris Paul coached that team throughout the regular season. You can see it in so many different aspects of, of of the game. Milwaukee Bucks came to town, and we looked at Monty Williams and said, "All right, coach, what's up?" He didn't have an answer. Dallas started fucking this Luca Magic carpet ride. We looked at coach and said, Monty, it's your second opportunity to coach. And coach didn't have an answer. And if it wasn't for 41 points, the Clippers would have been. Uh, we, we might be talking about the, adding the Clippers in that conversation too. And, and you, it, like, Monty Williams failed us when it was time for him to do his job. Monty Williams has had the easiest ride uh, of any coach in the NBA thus far this season and last season combined. And you, I, coach, I know it's hard to hear, but he has, man. He has had the easiest ride. Think about this. Jay Crowder came on and enforced the attitude that he wanted to enforce on the floor. When we got Jay, he put the attitude on that. He put the toughness in the team. Then you had Chris. Chris piloted. The already uh, um, Chris piloted the Monty on offense because Chris had already piloted that offense before. So Monty put him on the floor to put the offense into the game. Then you already had Devin. You got a young McCall Bridges who turns into defensive player of the year. Now your job just got even easier because you don't even have to scheme on defense. You say switch on everything and let McCall guard the best person. 
dude, he has had the easiest ride these last two years. You didn't have to simplify it like that because that just made me mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, because that was literally what he was telling him in the locker room. Like, yo, we're going to switch everything, Mikel, you guard Luca. And they did Dog. that for every. Don't say that, man. Don't say that out loud. Like, just that's exactly what he did. You didn't have to say it out loud. Man. And when it was time for him to go, to actually coach, he was dumbfounded. He didn't know what to do. We seen it twice. So, so all of those games when we're down at halftime or down in the third quarter, and we come roaring back in the fourth quarter, we make all these adjustments. That's the players. The players did that. Book and CP did that. We did you not? All we but did, did you not see it? Go ahead. My bad. All we did was cut Chris Paul loose. We did that literally almost almost 80% of the games this year that we won. We came out in the first quarter and imposed our will. We let them do whatever through the third or the second, second two quarters third. and then the fourth when we locked down. So it's like, have- Chris, uh, like Monty would be like, all right, like it's time to like, all right, I'm sick of this. And he said that against Port. He said that against New Orleans. Like, all right, I'm getting sick of this. And that, that's probably probably what his pep talk was to those guys. Where it's like, Wait, it's time to get uh, serious. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what he was like. Wake kid. up now. Like, all right. It's like that's not coaching. You just told me to wake up. Like, what? what, what, what? It's like, come on, man. Uh, it is coaching, but it's not coaching. And to second what Randy's saying, we had the number one offensive uh, first quarter offensive score in the league, and the number one fourth quarter offensive score in the league. By design? No. It's natural. It's natural. Chris Paul, close it out. Devin, you're the energizer money. You carry us to the first quarter. And then and then so Dallas they said, were, oh, bet. So they were hold on. So they were put into positions to succeed. I mean, if you want to take the coach's eye point of view, I mean, yeah. Coach I, put him in position. He, to he put him on the floor and told them what to run? No. Uh, have you watched our first quarters in the last week? I know you've been mad at us lately, but I know you've been watching us too. Devin Booker isolates the whole first quarter. By design? That's not coaching. Is that, is that coaching though? <laughs> You're making coaching. a coaching if, decision if, if on same, what to do. Yeah. All right. So, are you a chef if you cook rice and chicken every day? If you cook rice and chicken Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you're saying you're a chef, are you a chef now? Are so you now a chef? Steve Nash running the pick and roll over and over and over and over and over and over and over is he, what, well, do you, what do you call now. that? Then? Hold on, hold what, on, hold on, coach. Hold That's on. a different conversation, though. Hold That's on. not answering the question. He did the same thing over and over again. But Booker has always been a first quarter starter. Booker has always been that. And if you look at his his existence in this league, Booker's always started hot in his first quarter. Man, I, I urge you, encourage, uh, whatever words you want to use, go back and look at the teams. Mm-hmm. The, team, the year before, when Aiton was a rookie. Like, okay. I urge you to watch those games. And then the year we had uh, Rubio and Baines and, and Ubre, go and watch that very first game that we won against the Mavericks. Yeah. Go and watch it's that a game. Completely go, night it's completely com- it- But I just explained why. He we just went- put a system in place, and then he was like, all right, you guys go do it. And I'm not going to. That's but what is that coach- supposed to do. 
No, but so you're, you're not supposed, supposed to, to make adjustments. You're not supposed to watch the game. You're not. Supposed I'm not to like, saying okay, that. Like, We're not talking about that. I completely agree. He did not make adjustments. I've I've been saying that like 100. He didn't make adjustments. But I think what you guys are making him out to be is a little bit more. And I'm kind of taking the DeAndre Ayton stance that JJ took a little while ago. I'm defending him because of all that he has done for us. Yes. Is he slow to adjust on everything? That's his downfall. But we can talk about what, Jason Kidd's downfall. We can talk about Steve Kerr, too. Steve You want to talk about a coach that had an easy yeah. ride? Steve Kerr. Oh, yeah. Look at Luke Walton. Luke Walton had an easy ride, and he got – Two jobs blew, off of he this shit. It. No, he got I, two jobs off of that easy job. I get what you. I get. I get. And it may have came out that way. I'm not saying. Okay, let me define what exactly what I'm saying to you. What Aren't I'm you saying to go you like is, 15 minutes ago. What, yes, what I was. But we got we got <laughs> stuck. We got stuck on this Monty thing. I had to get it out. But I'm not saying that Monty came here with the plan. His plan was to implement his system into here and change the culture. That's why what I led with was he went out and got um, uh, Jay Crowder to put that, that, that physical, that physicality on the court. Okay. Cause you can't really teach physicality. You got to kind of get that in, you know, built into the system. It has to be something that you guys all buy into. Then you got, you already had Devin who's going to shoot the lights out. He's going to be your motor. You already had a motor. <clears throat> then you went out and got Chris Paul because he knew he was the motherboard that already knew how to run the system. So you went out and put him on the court. Now he's going to run the system for you. He already knows the whole system. It was easy. Not, and, and DeAndre really made his job a lot easier too because DeAndre was going to stand at the top. He's going to do his thing. He's not going to give you much else. You know where he's going to be. I don't know, man. It was a very cookie-cutter offense. Man, look, is are you a teacher? Are you a good teacher if I write on the board how to solve a problem? Like, right? If I show you an example of how to solve a problem and I give you the worksheet and say, all right, now you guys figure it out. Like, you work. Now, I give you guys a worksheet to fill it out. Are you a good teacher? No. But, but for that teacher to hand out a worksheet, you got to learn it before. I put it on the board. This is how you solve this problem. Yeah, and then I hand it and I pass out papers and say, all right, everybody now you let everybody solve it. I showed and, you how to do it right there. And P Dog, no, and, and, and as a motivation guy, Monty's one of the best out there. Yes, I'll give motivating him that. and and being positive and drilling those type of uh things and characteristics into his players. But coaching, that could be an assistant coach. Coaching is what we ran into with the Bucks when we didn't see no changes. But what we ran into into Dallas and we didn't see no changes. That's what's going to make a superior coach. But I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, 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 I completely agree with that. I don't think what Jason Kidd was doing out there was any type of coaching because he just kept doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and that worked. You know but what I mean? Because he knew that he was going to make adjustments. But he did right. figure out what to do, though. He figured out, screen it. They're not going to make this adjustment. Get either book, I mean, um, DA out here on an island or post and, up Chris. And this, and then and we're going to double Devin Booker as soon as he crosses half court, and especially in the first quarter because we know that he's going to go off in the first. So every time he crossed the half court line, you've seen Dorian Finney-Smith or Reggie Bullock showing or being ready to double at, at all times. And then even 
when they tried to switch and get a mismatch on Luca, they were down switching to get Luca stay staying on there Jay was, Crowder. And like, there was every, every everything could pass that could go wrong did go wrong for this team. Campaign yes. not being able to play like Campaign did last year and in the bubble, I think totally threw this whole team off. Yeah. Uh, from you know we couldn't run the normal stuff that we were able to. Uh, Cam Johnson deteriorating, Mikhail Bridges losing whatever mojo that he had. Uh, JaVale not being able to play on the court to Jay Crowder all the all of a sudden getting hot when he couldn't hit One a damn for thing. Five, like two yeah. games in a row, and then and and then Booker not being the killer that he was and being able to do things. DA not being aggressive enough that to notice that he's getting double teamed and go to a place where he can get the ball. But then and then the thing that I, I don't understand the most is the Monty situation because you look through the season, you look at the different variants of plays from the elbow, from the lower block all the way to the corner. You look at the different types of motion that we had and we did none of that. So it was like literally everybody did everything Wrong. the worst case possible from the top down. I mean, I think we've discussed it. We discussed what Chris Paul did. We discussed what DA did. We've discussed Shamit, Payne, Torrey Craig, and now we're on to Monty. And we don't have time for James Jones right now. We're going to have plenty of time later on to talk about that stuff. I'm out of Jay here. Ness, thank you so much for coming in. Right. We're, we'll we'll Thanks, be in man. touch. And I wish it was under better circumstances, but be well. Yes, sir. <laughs> nice having you. We've done they, – they just did everything wrong from top to bottom. DA is the one that I want to pick on because I noticed it the most. Monty is the one I don't want to pick on because I actually do sympathize with his story and all that. Maybe I do need to be more critical about Monty moving forward. And I think I'm I definitely am. I mean, substitution patterns were something we talked about all year long with that, but we thought we could just get away with it and roll on with it. It was fine. The lack of adjusting for the last two years to the lack of rebounding is atrocious. That has to be, has to be considered too. You got to look at the poor off ball weak side de- uh, rebounding, defensive rebounding, the blocking out, all that shit. And then what about all of us talking shit? All of us, uh-huh. all the fans in the chat uh, chat right here, all the fans in the stadiums, players talking shit over and over and over and over and over. I think that played a part in it too. <clears throat> it was online with fucking money guy last year. Yeah. Everything that everybody was throwing. I deserve the criticism. We deserve the smoke. You know what? Yeah, I've said it right after we lost. We've been humbled. I've been humbled. You know, and I'm sorry for talking shit for this being our best team ever when we have one professional sporting championship in the Diamondbacks in 2001. That's our only one. So excuse me when we actually have a team that is good that I do talk shit. Like, God forbid. Look at Lakers fans every year. Look at Warriors fans, Yankees fans. I don't even need to go into Eagles fans and Cowboys fans, et cetera, et cetera, when they're just dog water every single year. This was our year. Don't blame us for talking shit when everybody beat on us for 10 or 11 years and you can't anymore. We were good this year. I don't know if I feel like we were, I don't, we weren't frauds because 90 games said we weren't frauds this year and last year's run. That said, we weren't frauds. I think there is more to this story than any of us has e- have even talked about. And there's two sides to every story. The truth is in the middle, right? There's things DA did wrong. There's things that management did wrong. There's things that coaches did wrong. There's things that 
book and CP did wrong. And the truth is in the middle. I hope we find out. It feels like we're getting just little tidbits, like every single day, something new is coming out. So I'm looking forward to, to what's coming back tomorrow, but this was our chance. And for everybody to attack the Suns the way they did after being good for two years, y'all soft as fuck. <laughs> we didn't buy a championship. Most of these dudes are homegrown. You laughed at us when we lo lose by 46 points or 50 points in the opening night in 2017 or 18 to the Blazers. Right. You joke at us. You got Draymond Green going on saying, get Book out of there. He's trash. He's garbage. Booker comes out with a commercial saying it's only crazy until you do it when he talks in regards to winning a championship in Phoenix. There's all this shit. Everybody laughed at us for years. <clears throat> Excuse us for putting excuse us for talking shit back to you one time for one year and y'all couldn't deal with it, but we have to put up with it for 10, 11, 12 years. And now go through this. Y'all are trash on Twitter. Y'all are fucking garbage. And that's facts. We don't have any championships. Y'all are supposed to root for the underdog. We root for the underdog in every single NCAA tournament. Who didn't root for St. Peter's show yourself. Truly tell me you didn't root for St. Peter's. George Washington back in 2006 as the 13th seed that made the Final Four. My question to you guys is, do you think that that Patrick Beverly on ESPN was a premeditated oh, thing? <laughs> like, yo, it didn't make any sense to me, like, how fast why he him? got there. Yeah, like, why, why him? him? Like, why the next day, like, Yep. Like right after we lose, oh, all of a sudden, Jane, a, this shit's scripted. <laughs> man. Like this a script, yeah. This shit's scripted. This shit is scripted. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck Patrick Beverly. I'm so sick of hearing him talk. Come on, yeah, man. Like, and, and like Chris Paul should have said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Matt Barnes for actually being a man. And shout out Dame for calling Pat Bev out too on Twitter. And Danny Green. And Danny and Green. Danny Green. And if Danny Green is talking shit back to you, Beth, you might want to shut the fuck up. Just because, uh, like, y'all are kind of like on the same level when it comes to defense, you know? Like, so I was like, like Ben needs to like he's borderline Sh Shanghai Shark. I like I said that Man, on Twitter. He got and traded twice he, he in was, the offseason. He was like he did play in China. Like I like Beth had a great story, great comeback and stuff. His arrogance makes him. That makes it sound like he's fucking Jordan out there. I, I can't stand this guy. Like, and and Evan, you're you're 150 right about it. Just the overall hate that we get. It, it's crazy because people say like, oh man, like like I I, I don't like book to begin with. Now you have Chris uh, CP zero on your team and shit. It's all like, like where's we this coming asked, from? I know it's like we were asked for so long, and now it like. It's sort of like overnight in a sense. We're one of the best teams in the league, and you want to bitch about and it? We've, like, and we've like, never won a championship. Like, like what's the, what's yeah. the big deal? And Why I'm like, you're a Lakers fan talking shit. Like, I oh, mean, y'all remember when CP – Y'all remember when CP was on the Clippers? How much national media love did he get on the Clippers, y'all? Every night it was, uh, it was Lob City. Every night. And now all of a sudden everybody hates him? Yeah. yeah. The, my and, thing and, with that – go ahead. And, and then, like, Chris Paul gets all this shit, and they're like, oh, uh, he's blown, like, all these leads and stuff. But there's context uh, with everything. Like, if you go yeah, back, like, I, 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 half of that shit wasn't even his fault. Like, 
like two uh, two of those uh, blown leads. He was in New Orleans when no one was around him. Uh, Houston, he pulled his hammy. And James Harden couldn't hold it down for and they had two and they games. went three for forty one or something one game. Yeah, for, for threes for, for, for threes. But yeah, yeah, sure, that's 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 Chris Paul's fault. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. I was just about to say, man. Like the part about it that was so crazy to me was just like, yo. We've been craving like the national well, me. I, I'll speak for myself. We've been craving like the national media like attention for like years, and then the moment shit? we lose, and all of a sudden we can't like I literally cannot even cut on ESPN or like Fox Sports, and it's just like yo, like I can't escape it. Like everybody is talking about the Suns, but when we won eighteen straight games, nobody said nothing. When we had the best record in the league, nobody said nothing. And it's just like, yo, like this is so crazy how 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 the game is. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly, exactly, exactly. And every and you got Freddie up in here being like, oh, son's downfall, ha ha ha. It's like you have 16 championships. What are you even bitching about to another team? Like, how could you even possibly look at another team again? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I would care less if New Orleans won then. You know what? If I've got 16 championships under my belt. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you got a chip like two years ago. Like, Like, give me a break. Like, dude, y'all are, y'all are sorry. Y'all are weak then. If if that's what you go to, you know, we're the ones that hate on the super teams because they never come to Phoenix. Right. We're the ones that hate on the big market teams, similar to Indiana when they hated the, the, the Knicks back in the day. It's just, it just is what it is. Um, we are going on two hours here. We, we've talked about DeAndre Ayton for Bradley Beal. We don't think KD <laughs> is coming. I, I think all of us want to see DA back. I, I legitimately wonder if it's irreparable. Um, I'm curious to see what comes out in the coming weeks. Uh, Mavs losing was, you know, whatever. The, the Heat game, Eastern Conference Finals is whatever. Um, U.S. Open, that's, that's cool. We got that coming up. Uh, not much going on with the Cardinals. D backs losing six in a row on brand. <laughs> on brand, let me ask you this. Awesome. Let me ask you this with uh, regards to this DA situation. Like, because the reason why I didn't look into it too, too much is how much of it do you think is like a PR thing, like a negotiation tactic by the Suns? Because it's just like it's just so happens that when we're in contract negotiations and now all of a sudden all these reports of coming out about his laziness and his lack of commitment and all this other stuff. So you don't think that it sounds like a little bit of like they're trying to throw stuff out there and throw stories out there to like kind of win that, the court of public would, opinion? I don't think so. I, I don't think, think they I would think want to tarnish his relate tarnish that reputation because that makes his trade value even worse though. I mean, so but I, if we don't want to trade him but we don't want to pay him, I feel like that makes sense for the Suns. I do know this. I do know for a fact because I've spoken and, and currently work with people that have worked with the Jazz in the front office like, like 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. But they have stories about front offices and stuff. I can tell you this. They're not as smart as you think. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I've just kind of learned. They're just like everyday people and they're just like, oh, I don't know. Like I, I Sometimes we overanalyze it. Okay. It's possible. I don't know, but we're we're gonna take off here. Um, I I guess go check out the D backs. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> next week, or uh, actually this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Here's something for you ASU fans. Uh, Arizona State softballs leading their regional number one seed. Woo! That's cool. What else? Next week we got the Pac-12 baseball tournament. Arizona State's the sixth seed. 
Can't even be a 500 baseball school. I already said the D-backs, U.S. Open. Major League Soccer fans out there, I do follow a little bit of Real Salt Lake because I do like to have a little bit of soccer. Uh, World Cup's not until November. This is going to be a pretty shitty kind of kind of three months here. Um, we are going to have another show. I want one. I want to do one this Sunday. But after that, we are going to go uh, weekly. We're not going to be going twice a week until football season starts up. Once that's back, we'll go back to our regular Sunday and Wednesday. I'm not sure if we're going to do it on Wednesdays or if we're going to do it on Sundays right now. But I will let you let you know. Either way, we will have a show this Sunday so that we can air out any more grievances and, and just kind of see what happens in the coming days here um real quick before we sign out you guys got anything anything you want to put out there mm-hmm. oh, you right Ma- magic got the number one pick <laughs> we don't have any picks in the draft but that's that's, it. Uh, that's cool the shaft is kind of weak uh but um uh, yeah no uh suns fans uh this is going to be an interesting summer i think this is gonna it's crucial. either be uh the start of a uh you know a da- like i think this team has a potential to be a dynasty going forward uh we just gotta tighten up some loose ends and uh, figure some things out um you know if james jones is as good as he is he'll take care of it and uh we just gotta put yeah. trust in uh what he's done because he's been nothing but dubs you know he can all he puts the team together and he he gives the keys to Monty, and he needs to figure it out. So uh, let, let James Jones do what he needs to do, and uh, let's just hope that Monty can figure some things out and we can actually get some uh, on this team uh, going forward. Uh, Cardinals, you know, like uh, we saw the schedule. The schedule's pretty tough. Brutal. Uh, it's Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> it's a brutal first six weeks uh, without D-Hop, but um, – if it's anything like last year, start out strong, you know, like that, and maybe some uh, changes. Uh, like, it, I, I'm excited for this uh, Cardinal season, but it's it's definitely going to take a toll on me. If we go four and two, I'm cool with that. Three and three, even like, uh, I, I'm just trying to think of uh, as positive as possible. But yeah, uh, with doing the one main show a week. Uh, like we've talked about a couple times, uh, me and Amit have talked about uh, starting our our little own branch off show uh, on on the same channel. Uh, since sports is going to be pretty dry, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, movies, uh, TV shows, whatever's going on in the world. You know, uh, Amit's into climate change and shit like that, so we can get into <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we're going to keep pumping out the content as much as possible, whatever uh, we can give you guys uh, to keep you all satisfied and hopefully uh, build this even further. But uh, we appreciate you guys following us throughout Thank the you. season. It's definitely been a journey of Randy joining us too. Uh, uh, midway through yes. the season has been great having another voice on. And then we've created a lot, a lot of uh, stronger relationships with guys from Suns Jam and Fan in the Flames and, uh, so on and so forth with all those guys and Aunt Dan uh, Duarte, Brock, yeah, at Dan Duarte, Bo Brock, and Alex Clancy. And we'll get Johnny uh, Venerable on, uh, oh, uh sometime on. during the Cardinal season. And uh, hopefully we can get uh, more people on. But yeah, all the support that we've gotten uh, from you guys this season has been uh, great. And I love talking about it and uh, 
and being here every week. So we'll definitely keep giving you guys the content going forward. So thank you again. Uh, absolutely. Everybody, please uh, like this out, share it. Our audio listeners, uh, we've been making big moves on that. I really appreciate you. Please go check us out on Google Playlist, Apple Podcasts, and all that fun stuff. Uh, Anchor, if you if you want to donate, uh, please donate to our Anchor account if you so choose to. It uh, actually costs me money to run this podcast, so we'd appreciate any help and support that anybody could give as well too. Randy, I don't know if I've expressed this enough. I've loved having you come on. I loved your your different types of perspective, and and I love what you're doing on over the um, off stay off my grass podcast. Uh, watch those. I didn't watch those during the losses on the playoffs. I just couldn't <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. No, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do it. I, I was too too invested in this. Um, before you give your plug, I just want to say one more thing. This Gambador, John Gambador said it kind of perfectly. He's like the only person I'm going to only time I'm going to give him props. This felt like you were invested into like a series. I don't know if anybody was in the game of Thrones or anything like that, but, and then the series ended and it ended poorly. He, he chose, um, not survivor, maybe lost. It was lost. Uh, and I look at like Game of Thrones, how we were so invested into it and there was a culture and there's the books about it. Everybody wanted to dress up the cosplay and all that fun stuff. And then it was like the worst final season and the worst final show ever. We were so invested in it and you loved it. And then it just completely let you down. And that's what this Suns team did. I've never seen a team let us down like that. And that sucked. Yeah. Randy. Uh, nah, give us man. a plug where everybody can find you, man, please. And what are you going to be doing during the off season since you don't have uh, games to do post stuff anymore? Yeah, man. So I'm going to be on YouTube, Stay Off My Grass podcast, on Apple Pods, on TikTok and Twitter at Stay Off My Grass or uh, Off My Grass Pod. Um, I'm going to be covering the NBA. I might just dive into the finals. I don't know if I'm going to dive into these Eastern and Western Conference finals games. But, uh, you know, uh, I might dive into the finals and just get a breakdowns on that. So and then also my brother, the Laker fan, he was talking about coming on here. So maybe during the offseason, we could, you know, have a good look. Let's get him on back please. and forth. And so, so bag his team. I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. So I'll be over there. But for me, I feel like this season, though, it felt like I've never been cheated on before, but it definitely felt like I got cheated on and it hurt so bad just because it was like, we I really thought she was the that's one. That's what it felt like. That it, shit's it felt, what it felt like. It felt like she was the one. Like, this team was the one. You know what I'm saying? And we went out talking, telling our whole family, like, yo, like, I'm about to marry this chick. She about to get us a ring. And it's just like, yo, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, just what it felt like for me was, like, like you gave in to, like, the hoe that everybody knows. And then, like, <laughs> then when she yeah. does some miscellaneous shit, you're like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, I Everybody it. told I, me. I should, uh, Everybody, Everybody told, told me. me. <laughs> That's what and, it felt like for me. But. Yeah, cheated on. Uh, Ahmet put it put it kind of nice in the text. I don't know if it was that Sunday night or if it was the next day, but he said, uh, "Feels like we lost a family member." I was. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, right. definitely felt we, like that. We, I, I know we all did. Uh, I mean, I think personally. I put a lot into this. There, there was times where I didn't go to a family function because I wanted to watch this game because this was that team. Was there, were, there were times like I would have gotten into an argument. It was like, no, I want to watch this. You don't understand. And, you know, things just happen. And there were some personal relationships I got to mend a little bit because of this. Like there was just a few things that I chose to, to watch this team as opposed to doing some other things. Um, I don't think I'm going to make that mistake again. It definitely taught me to not get as invested as I did, but 
I thought if there was any team, this was it. So maybe that's my bad too. But everybody, thank you again for coming out, showing the support. We are going to keep on keeping on, uh, bring you up to date as much as possible. Anything big that does go on in the offseason, I want to do an immediate podcast. I'd love to do something on the draft. We're going to do a lot lot of fun stuff. And I am actually going to introduce a series that I've been wanting to do where I'm going to bring on some old heads like myself and we're going to talk about some of the old teams and really dive in deep to some of the things i used to love but everybody thank you again for coming on to he's on fire podcast i just want to drop this intro because we do have the best intro of any sports podcast we do we have the best song and the best highlights for it do you want some positivity watch some of this stuff step the values man Getting a little wobbly. Down, Shots 